This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. This is episode 37, Be Badass, On Purpose. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes on the Blaze Radio Network. How do you turn your rock bottom moments into rock star opportunities? How do you turn tragedy into triumph? Hey, it's Justin, justinbarclay.com. And those are just a couple of questions that our guest answers today. On this episode of On Purpose. Hey, welcome to the show. Nicole Zagman joins us today, and she is badass and brilliant. And in a moment, that'll all make sense. But just a couple of notes about her. She's a pretty cool individual who was working for a big corporate conglomerate at one point who's decided to strike out on her own in search of her own path, her own journey. That's right. More freedom. She decided to live life on purpose. She describes herself as a holistic branding and confidence coach. Yes, she deals with marketing. Yes, she can whip you up a badass website as self-described earlier. She does graphic design and branding, but she's also a really cool person. A cool chick. A Lux chick. That's her website, by the way. Luxchicks.com with an X. Welcome to On Purpose Nicole Zagman. Hey, Justin. It's so great to be with you today. You know, it's funny because uh, you and I have known each other for a while now, and I've been following your progress. And um, you are just, uh, I mean, you keep climbing higher and higher, and you keep making uh, some amazing things happen. Uh, you know, for folks that may be hearing you for the first time, let's let's just talk a little about, about who you are and, and where you started. I know you... Um, used to work here locally with with the newspaper in town and the company that owns that, um, which is a big kind of media company here locally. What did you do for for them while you were working there? Sure, that's a great question. Not very many people ask that. So you kind of touched on what my background has been, which has been in the marketing, advertising, and design industry. And so the last corporate position I held was with MLive Media Group, and I was a creative consultant for them. I sort of headed up a lot of their national projects and accounts with website development and uh, just kind of, it was a great and exciting opportunity at the time because I was given the opportunity to see what I could and just sort of push the limits of where we were as a as a company in, a, in the department that I worked in. So that's pretty much what I did while I was there. What what was it that because you know your story um, <clears throat> is I think is similar to mine and similar to a lot of people who find themselves in a place uh, where where they may enjoy what they're doing or maybe they don't even enjoy what they're doing but they just don't realize it yet and they want to kind of take that that sort of platform or that experience and 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 move forward with it what was it for you 
because what you're doing now is similar, but also very different. So what was it for yeah. you that made you kind of take the jump and say, okay, I am going to, I'm going to do something different and, uh, and I'm ready now. Yeah. That's another great question because if you would have asked me if I would be doing what I am today, five years ago, I probably would have said, hell no, <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. But yeah. that I had a vision. I go back to when I was about 16 years old. And I think when we're closer to that age of being younger and, and closer to our childhood, we have that opportunity and the ability to use our imagination a lot more than when we are adults, because we just kind of get told not to use that. And I remember having a vision when I was probably about 16 years old. And when I get these images, they're more just like images that flash in my mind. And I saw myself speaking on stage in front of a lot of people. And I was very introverted growing up. So I thought, that's not going to happen. Or how is that going to happen? I didn't know what I was saying, but I could sense that I was influencing people and the people in the audience in a very positive way. But the thought of that just seems so overwhelming. So that was a little over 11 years ago, fast forward 11 years. And that reality is is taking place for me so to answer your question what made me decide to go into that it was a series of a lot of different things that started first with that that feeling and that vision that I had when I was in my teen years not really knowing how to accomplish that so I decided to go on to school to get my degree in uh, design and advertising and then I had a series of corporate positions that really taught me a lot I thought once I started my my corporate career and got out of college, that was when my life was going to begin. And it did, but not in the way that I had hoped that it would. I had a series of jobs that some were, some were good and bad. They all were good and bad, but in some I learned there's a certain way that you don't treat people. And in others, I learned, you know, this is how I want to treat people. This is the type of environment that I want to emulate and be a part of. So there was a, a lot of series of events that took place, but the last one that I'll mention is going back to the job that you introduced me with. I had a creative teammate named Ben, and he, our whole creative teammate was very close at the time. And um, after I had gone to my very first professional development conference in Las Vegas in February 2013, I came back and he was really inquisitive about why I had went, who I had met, and what I was going to do with what I learned. And I was really perplexed at the time because not a lot of people cared to ask me, but he really took the time to listen. And so I just shared with him what my, my dreams and my ideas were. And he quickly looked back at me and said, well, Nicole, if you want to accomplish any of that, you know, you're going to have to go out and do that. You're going to have to quit this job and, and go create that. And it was just such a, oh my gosh, you're right moment. And uh, fast forward the, the tape again, a week and a half later, he was in an unexpected accident and was um, basically long story short, no brain activity was left and he ended up passing away. And so oh, that man. last conversation that I had with him was sort of the straw in the camel's back to get me to get over that next level of, okay, mm. Ben thought I could do this. Um, <clears throat> there's gotta be other people that could believe in me. And it, he was very young. And so it was just a huge wake up call for me to realize we've only got one life. We don't have forever. If we want to make things happen, we need to do it. We need to do it now. <laughs> mm. What a powerful uh, lesson. You know, it's weird that sometimes these lessons come 
I, I feel like it's, we're supposed to be learning. We're supposed to be growing, right? Every single day, we're supposed to learn from these things, these lessons, which I find can be tough, <laughs> you know, sometimes to learn. Um, but one of the coolest things is when you can l- look for those lessons and then you can start to learn from them. You were actually taking a step further and you were learning, it sounds like, from the lesson that your friend had taught you about life. Yeah, absolutely. It was a very quick, sudden lesson. And, and often it's interesting because we can go decades through life and just have something like that happen or a, another type of tragedy. And it's unfortunate that sometimes we need those types of moments to hit us upside the head to make us wake up. And so I think one of the values of the message that I share in the work that I put out in the world is to help wake people up sooner to the unlimited possibilities that they possess within themselves and to take action on what they feel like they've come here to do and to step into the life that they've been born to lead. So what was the conference? I'm just curious. What was the conference that you went to or the the seminar that that you went yeah, to. it was hosted by a woman named Eli Davidson. She has done amazing things in the world. She has coached on Necker Island with Richard Branson, and her, the the list could go on and on and on. But she was hosting this event called, I think it was called Brava, and I don't remember exactly what it stood for, but the reason that I attended was my first mentor, her name was Angel. She's out of Los Angeles. She was a VIP panelist at this event and she had emailed me letting me know that she was going to be a part of this event. And I don't know if you've ever had those moments where something inside you just says yes and you know you need to be somewhere. And that was one of those moments. And the interesting thing is, is that I was probably the youngest person there. But um, Mm -hmm. I I took away so much and connected with so many people, including the individual that penned the forward for my new book, which is coming out. And his name is Dave Sanderson. He was also one of the speakers at this event in Las Vegas. And he was the last person off of the plane that crashed in the Hudson River, uh, the Miracle on the Hudson Flight 1549. And it's, it's just an incredible story. And so I look back at my life at all these different opportunities that came up and when I knew I needed to go to these events but in the moment like I I didn't know why I look back and I think oh my goodness what I would have missed out on if I hadn't gone to some of these things and made the connections that I have now so what was your your biggest takeaway with the subject of the event and whatnot what was it that that really moved you I think it was the first event that I went to that I felt like, oh my gosh, these are my people. This is where I fit in. (laughs) And there are other people in the world that think like me, that feel like they don't want to be in the nine to five the rest of their lives. And it was a a hopeful, it was also, it was discouraging and hopeful, discouraging in the fact that I still was frustrated not knowing how to get to that point of doing what I felt like I was called to do with my life and making that vision a reality, but also hopeful because it was the first place where I connected with people that were doing what I thought maybe I could do. So it, it was, it was a great starting point. Events are so powerful. I mean, it, it, for every reason that you just kind of mentioned, it's get, like getting around other people 
and you know feeling you just said i'm not alone and that there's other people out there i think so many times like family and friends if you if you have a dream or if you have something that you want to accomplish or something that you want to do we have a tendency to hear a lot from people who want to protect us and they may be well-meaning um that kind of want to hold us back or tell us not to do those things so uh, obviously, you were hearing from a friend who was telling, encouraging to, do, to step forward. You'd heard that at an event. Did you have anybody in your life that was kind of uh, maybe not, I won't say entirely negative. It's people just were kind of, you know, maybe sort of warning you and things like that. Absolutely. I have a very supportive family. Uh, first of all, very supportive family. My husband's been very supportive, a very pretty much supportive community. But there were several people and still are people that you know, have come out of the woodwork to give me their, in quotations, two cents or their opinions about what I'm doing. And I've, that's something I've really had to overcome mentally because I never want to make someone feel uncomfortable or, or put them in a position that they feel like they are less than. But I've come to understand that often when people vocalize and share their feelings in this capacity, it's revealing an insecurity within them. And so they project it onto you. And it's your choice whether or not you take that on energetically, mentally, psychologically. Uh, But it opens a dialogue to have more interesting discussions and to really get to the root of why why they have the concerns that they have and it also mentally prepares you to get to that that next level and to think about if what you're doing is really what you want to be doing and if it's going to lead you you know down the path that you want to continue walking on maybe in this case like the challenge is the good thing it's a good thing to be challenged and tested and I'll, i'll tell you like you know a little bit of my background was was doing radio for forever and ever and when i was a kid in 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 just high school starting out i still remember one of the guys that came in and said and he was one of these people that that i really looked up to in radio and and in my hometown and he had you know he had come in to talk to the class of kids that were were there in in this radio program that we had in high school and and he's, he's one of the biggest piece of advice was he told people not to do it. Don't whatever you do, don't do this. And I think uh, part of me at the time, I was so perplexed by that as a kid. I what? Are you kidding me? There's no way. Like, but I was so sold on what I was going to do that there was no no one was going to stop me. Um, but I think it's important because it I, I think it does challenge you to think at times. Even the feedback or, or, you know, even the if it's negative or whatever it might be, uh, it, it can be a good thing because it can really give you the, the opportunity to to look in and, and figure out, OK, do I really want this? And if not, then didn't and you, and you figure out that you don't, then then that's good because you've maybe saved yourself some time. But if if so, then maybe it hardens you and it and it, and it, it, it keeps you makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Harden is a good word. I think empowering is probably another sure. good choice word. And another thing that I found is if you allow people's perceptions or their opinions to determine what you're going to do, you're going to stay in mediocrity the last the rest of your life you're not going to strive for excellence, you're going to stay stagnant. And I think when you get to that point of being stuck or not continuing to move forward not continuing to grow not continuing to learn and connect with more people that that can be a very 
discouraging place. And so I guess if anyone finds themselves, if they're listening today, finding themselves in that position, just take, you know, one step forward go mm. go to a coffee shop go talk to someone you've never met before uh, that's one of the the easiest ways i make new friends even flying around on you know airplanes just talk to the person next to you if they're reading a book ask them about the book just ask people about you know who they are and what they do and you'll just start making connections and start generating ideas back and forth it's just incredible what can happen when you just be open to possibility I want to come back to some of this, too, because the book that uh, that you've written is called Be Badass and Brilliant, What Keeps Us from Living the Life That We Want. And I'm, I'm sure that there's, you know, there's so much more we can we can really touch on with this. But uh, l- let me just stop and find out, because when you let's just say kind of take you through that 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 timeline. So you decide you have this conversation with your friend and unfortunately, um but you use it as a you know you, you use it kind of as a as a positive thing to empower you to, to 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 make that jump make that leap after you've gone to this big event so what happens next do you do you just do you just have uh you make the leap and then it's a it's it's a instant success <laughs> no <laughs> oh no well, yeah. What's, yeah what's next on that yeah it it's interesting because that's a section in one of the chapters of the book where i call it goals and I thought you know when I launch it's gonna be a breeze like things are just gonna fall into place but it takes time and I think that that's one thing that most of us overlook is the time like we can have the motivation and the drive and the stick to it attitude and want to do things but it'll take time and so uh, starting my business has been a huge curve in learning patience one that I needed to learn because I'd always been a pretty impatient person all my life and uh no it wasn't instant success when I when I launched the company was a which is called Lux Chicks it is was a movement for women to create success basically on their terms and to follow their dreams so I launched thinking I needed to work with women because that's what people were telling me and I quickly found out that that's not really who I was drawn to working with and who was drawn to working with me because I was working with a lot of men and I didn't touch on this but one of the other experiences that really propelled me into the work I'm doing today was a health crisis I experienced when I was 22 and that shifted the trajectory of my career and also opened the door for me to learn about holistic health and healing and nutrition and the the power of all of those things and how they play into the aspect of physical health. So all of the branding clients and the design clients that started coming to me when I launched my company were in this space, in this industry, in the holistic and integrative health space. And I started noticing a trend and I started noticing, hey, I love working with this type of person doing these things because I could 111% believe entirely in what they were doing and the message they were working to put out to the world because I had experienced firsthand how it had benefited me and helped to heal me with the physical symptoms that I was experiencing. So um, after about a year of experimenting with who my, my ideal client was and working through that a year and a half later, like it's completely nailed. It's solid. This is, you know, what I do, who I love working with and why I'm passionate about working in this industry. So it took me about a year and a half to figure that out. And, um, it's now really gaining traction and 
the other thing that I would say is that when I started my business, I thought there would be a lot of people in support of me within the West Michigan community. And I networked and went here and did these things and did what other people told me to do, uh, joining chambers and going to leads groups and things like that. And I found that that wasn't really in alignment with who I was as a person and the values that I wanted to incorporate in my business. So it was a, a learning process of figuring out just because someone recommended something doesn't mean that it's an ideal fit for you. So that's where that whole time piece plays in as well. It's sort of figuring your way through and navigating through all of these different opportunities to figure out what works for you and what doesn't. Yeah. What I hear you saying is there's more than one way to get there and you just have to figure out the best path for you. And, um, and it's great to get advice from people and it's great to get, uh, you know, to get counseling or mentorship from people and all those things, um, they're essential, but at the same time, you, you kind of, the only way to figure it out is I've got this great mentor who says, look, if you want me to teach you to swim, you got to jump in the pool. And really the only way to learn is to do the only way to figure it out is that you have to be in motion. You have to actually be doing the do. And that's what you, that's what you found out is that you, through the process of, uh, trying and doing and experimenting, you, you've, you've ended up where you are today. Yeah, the visual image that just came to mind is throwing a net into the water trying to catch fish. And sometimes you got to keep throwing the net in (laughs) and figure out, you know, what works until, you know, it could be the time of day. It could be the side of the boat. It could be all these different things, but you got to figure out what's going to bring in the fish for you. And that's, you know, been my journey. And for a while, I stepped back from networking in the Grand Rapids scene and focused on building my connections internationally. I hosted a radio show for a year. Grateful that a woman named Monica Sparks um, here in Grand Rapids gave me the opportunity to host a radio show. And doing that just completely opened doors for me in ways that I never expected and gave me credibility and really beefed up my communication and interviewing skills. So it was just a lot of different opportunities that I said yes to, even though I was scared really bad like I'd never done that before and I just did it anyway and just using all of those skill sets that you build over time and picking the ones that you figure out work for you and then implementing them and using using them continually Hmm. that's important uh because you just you know Steve Jobs has that uh that that quote about looking back and the dots connect kind of thing um when you do, when you look back, you realize that all these things kind of led you from one place to the next. And I was having a conversation with somebody today about this. He's the CEO of a charity uh, here in town. And he, he started working in like camp um, ministry and he was working at, I think he was in uh, poli- he was not a, not a police officer, but he was working as like a, all the the kind of auxiliary f- police that they have in in uh, in his area, and he also did you know another thing. And he's he was he was saying that the current place where he works now, he's been there for about five years, and he's the CEO now. When he first started working there, he didn't even really think. And he was talking to his wife about. It, he said, "I don't know if I want to work down there or want to work with those people." I don't know if that's really right for me, but it turns out that every, as he started getting into it, he realized that every single 
skill or gift or thing that he had had kind of brought him to this place where he was perf- perfectly placed. And th- this was the, this was the the opportunity for him, and and to use his skills, his gifts, all of the things that he'd learned, his experiences, and now he's the CEO there. Wow! <laughs> so he's been been the CEO. So, so he's been there for five years, and now for the last year and a half, he's the uh, he's the CEO of this this uh, this charity. So it's it's really fascinating to hear mm-hmm. that theme and and. Um, what do you say to people? Because, uh, you know, I, I mean, obviously, patience, I totally get when you when you said that. I totally get that personally as well. But it's really it can be tough when you're just not sure uh, and you're trying to figure this whole thing out. What do you what do you say to people along the way? Connect yourself with people that have been there and done that before or someone who knows more than you. And that's if I look back on the last few years that's exactly what I did unknowingly and sort of subconsciously but just not really knowing why I was reaching out to a lot of these people and making the connections but uh man I look at everything today and it's like so many people introduced me to people that have got me different clients or got me on a a radio show it's just um thinking bigger than yourself I guess and if you know that you're here for something greater and you can feel that within you, then just, again, start somewhere and start putting it down on paper and follow, you know, even if one one connection ends up being a dead end, maybe it'll lead you to something else. And I just, I just can't overemphasize to keep walking and just to keep moving forward and not to stay stuck and stagnant it's where you're at but then the other piece of that is too another part of the book that I wrote about is the importance of asking for help and a lot of us are intuitive and a lot of us you know we've got deep relationships but if you aren't vocal about what you're feeling what you're experiencing and what you want to do with your life no one else is going to be aware of what that is and no one else can help you get there so Mm. that would be my advice as to you know ask for advice and 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 seek out insight when you're not quite sure what direction to to turn to so success doesn't happen in a vacuum no (laughs) no (laughs) and and as much as uh as much as you may be and there's a tendency for a lot of folks who are entrepreneurial or they're solopreneurs whatever that might be to want to strike out on their own and there's a tendency to just want to do things kind of independently and that and that's you know that's great um at the same time, uh, don't try to do all the heavy lifting by yourself. Mm-hmm. Is that it? I mean, yeah, I, I would also add that my my spiritual connection to God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit is something that is super important, not just personally, but extremely important professionally. So there's an aspect of no matter what, like I'm only one person, I don't know everything. There's a lot of other people out on the planet that know a lot more about things than I do. Mm. How can we connect together, come together, have synergy and collaborate in some fashion to help share their message, to help share my message, to benefit who they're serving and to benefit who I'm serving. And then also um, using prayer daily. I've got a prayer journal that I write out, you know, things that I need help with and it's fascinating to see how those prayers get answered sometimes you know not in the way that i want them to be and not right away but often 
more than that, they get answered very quickly. And it's just one way to alleviate a lot of the pressure and the stress and sometimes anxiety that can come with being an entrepreneur and doing your own thing is that you don't have to go it alone. You've got all of these resources and help that you just have to tap into. Give me an example of that. You know, when I talk to people in faith, whether it's their um, certain beliefs, or religious or spiritual or just 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 an absolute knowing that they're going to succeed with faith with you um, in in your in your asking these questions as you're writing in your in your prayer journal. Can you walk me through that? Like how how you've seen what you're doing and how you've seen the the results. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I ask for help in in a lot of different ways. I I actually, if there's friends of mine or family of mine that are struggling or going through a really hard time, it's been neat to see how I use that specific need that they have and then pray that God would intervene in some capacity or in some way. Either it's financially with a relationship or with a job and sometimes they come back to me and say, you know, this was answered in this way. In terms of my business, um, I'd say that this, the book launch has been something that has really been God inspired because I had planned all year to release my memoir, which is called You're a Rarity, after Ben, my friend that passed away, because that was the last thing that he said to me in that conversation that we had together. And I just felt like God was asking me to put that aside and to, to not put it aside for forever, but just for a little while, because I wasn't sure how to finish it after going through some personal things in 2015. So I was kind of frustrated, not knowing what I was supposed to do with it. And then this message came through to write this book, which is Be Badass and Brilliant. And I just was kind of like, all right, if I'm supposed to do this, then God, you got to make this happen. So this whole time, you know, praying through the writing process, I mean, this thing has come together so quickly that I couldn't have done it on my own. Um, Just the people that have come behind it to support it, the new groups that are reaching out to me all over the country to be a part of it, that are interested in it. um, It's just doors are flying open faster than I can count. And I can only attribute that to God and for asking that to happen and for him saying, you know, this, you know, this is what I wanted you to do. You're following through with that and you are, you're being faithful. You've been faithful in these little things. So I'm going to let you be successful or reach more people because you've done what I've asked. And that's, that's the only way I can think of it. And, um, but you know, specific requests like need podcast interviews, need, um, need businesses to host book signings. And, you know, it's just been incredible. The number of people that have come out and supported the book. Hmm. That's, that's big. Uh, well, let's talk about the book because, um, I want to know, first of all, what the title Mm-hmm. Because, because we keep saying it, be badass and brilliant, but uh, it's spelled a little differently. Can you uh, can you tell us why and what's up with the, what's up with the B yeah. two, yes. two E's two E's? Thank you so much. So, uh, yeah, I really every time I do any project, I always love tying in some sort of holistic cause. And earlier this year, I had been made aware that there is. Uh, sort of mini epidemic on the rise and that is that the honeybee population and pollinators in general are on the decline and a lot of people 
don't know about it because I've been having a lot of conversations and nine out of 10 people don't know. (laughs) But the reason this is so important is because it really affects and impacts the global aspect of agriculture. Um, Let me just pull up some um, statistics, but one in every three bites in the American diet is traced back to and linked to pollinators. Uh, A study by Cornell University says that the agriculture industry is valued at more than uh, $14 billion annually. And a lot of this uh, ties back to crops like nuts, vegetables, alfalfa, apples, cantaloupes, cranberries, pumpkin, like a lot of produce. And that's all by these pollinators. And we're seeing um, on the rise and overuse of pesticides. There's a lot of different reasons this is happening, but overuse of pesticides. um, It's debatable about climate change, uh, things that are disrupting these pollinators' natural habitats. And there's something called colony collapse disorder, where for some reason, the bees that go out to gather the pollen end up abandoning the hive and leave the the more immature bees, the ones that aren't ready to go out and work, and, and the queen all alone, and the whole colony collapses. And there was, a, there was an extensive study that was done, again, by Cornell. They... Um, let me pull that up. Actually, excuse me. It was by NAS, the U.S. Department of National Statistics Service. They have been tracking this and noticed a continual gradual decline of these populations and decided to do a study starting January 1st in 2015. And they uh, researched and looked at 20,000 honeybee keepers. And they concluded that there was in total 8% fewer colonies exactly a year later. So they're looking at this asking these questions what can we do to to supplement and to make this not continue because our global population is only on the rise the food needs are going to increase Um, i'm a proponent of eating organic and non-gmo foods because that's what really healed me when i went through my health crisis and that's you know what these bees need in order to to thrive and to flourish. So what can we do at a grassroots level to help save the bees? I have heard this actually. And it's interesting that, you know, you talk about that, but you know, it, it really is a fascinating worldwide phenomenon. And I don't think many people realize how really how important the bees are. If the bees go, I mean, it's not long before there's no food. I mean, it's, it's really bad. Yeah, Albert Einstein was quoted to say that if the honeybee population disappeared, humankind would cease to exist in four to five years. Yeah, yeah, I think I did see that quote. Uh, uh, and, and who knows, you know, how long it really is. But if there's no food, uh, it's not good. No. It's definitely. Yeah. The other the other reason I use the the bee as well I'm a fan of animal symbolism and if you think of the colony and the hive it's it's this great community that has a mission and if you think of us as people we're all part of this universal collective hive we all have our own little mission we're all trying to live our badass and brilliant life but we all have to come together to make things happen so and it's a reminder that we don't have to to go it alone and that we can we can encourage and uplift each other throughout that process. So that's why I chose B. Um, I, like I, can, yeah. <laughs> I can go into talking about the badass and brilliant part if you would like. Sure, absolutely. So um, badass for me, my personal definition of what a badass is, is someone who is living a passionate life, someone who is on fire that knows exactly why they do what they do. And then the brilliant piece is 
thinking for yourself. So are these all things that you like you strive to be yourself or they're important, they're important values for you and priorities for you? Yes, absolutely. Um, the other reason, you know, the title just resonated with me is that there's a lot of different groups that I've begun to get connected with over the past year, uh, different veteran communities, people working to help women get out of the sex trafficking industry. And I wanted to write a book that would be universal enough for many of these people who are in transition and trying to figure out, you know, what they are supposed to do after this point of either coming home from being deployed and trying to reintegrate into civilian, you know, living a civilian lifestyle, people getting out of that, that previous lifestyle, the women in the sex trafficking industry, and then how do they, how do they go on and create success, um, not really having the tools to do that. So I wanted to pick a title that would really speak to a lot of different avenues. And I've been really grateful that it's been well received thus far. Did you have a moment? uh, I don't know if you think back and you can kind of picture it. Maybe it was a maybe it was several things, but you know, with the subtitle of this book is "What Keeps Us from Living the Life That We Want." Did you have a moment where you realized you weren't living that life, and it just became abundantly clear to you? Was it like a blink? Yeah, sort of a big thing. Yeah. So, um, what keeps us from living the life we want is the question the book addresses. The subtitle is um, a guide to create success on your terms with inner peace and confidence. Mm. So I just mentioned okay. that, but yes, um, to answer your question after I'll just give you a little bit of the backstory and it's, it's encapsulated in the last chapter of the book called, um, let go, uh, this concept of what true surrender actually means being comfortable enough with being uncomfortable that you're okay. And in 2015, I had a lot of a personal change. Um, there was some family members that had been close to me that passed away. My parents ended up relocating back to San Diego, California in uh, the fall of 2015 and some other things that just transpired in a period of three months. And I just felt like my life had been uprooted and everything that I had become comfortable with my whole life was just totally gone. And so I was really struggling to, to, um, not let that be a distraction from what I was called to do. And I came back from traveling earlier this year. And in June, I was really wrestling with, is this what I want to do? Am I really living the life that I want? And I was honestly ready to completely throw in the towel, go get a job to give up on everything that I had done in the previous year and a half, because I was just so ready to feel comfortable again. Um, but, you know, I look back and, th- and think to myself, that would have not been the right choice in the moment to, to go out and get another job working for someone else because I had come so far. But I was in that moment where I was like, I don't want to do it. I felt like I didn't want to do this anymore because I couldn't just I couldn't find the courage to keep going on, if that makes sense. Mm. And so once I had that reckoning with myself and realized, wake up, Nicole, like this is not the life that you you came to live. You need to quit struggling with where you're at. You need to get over these things that are in your past. Um, one of the things that I learned in the lessons that came through this that past year was that the battles that we fight are not, you know, externally. They're within our mind and within our hearts. And if we can't get a handle on those two things, they're going to affect us for the rest of our lives. So it was um, a great turning point. Thankfully, uh, 
I couldn't have, have done it without God's help again. And so I'd say even this summer was that, that reckoning and that turning point for me when I realized that I need to get back to what I was put here to do. Man, uh, you know, I have been through some similar things. I don't think I've been to the point where I kind of had said, okay, I want to, maybe this isn't for me, or maybe I'm not supposed to do these things. But I got to tell you, in the last four years, when I gave up radio, working full time, and it's just funny still to even hear that. I mean, I haven't had a full time job in four years, you know, but it, it, there were definitely times where I thought the same thing, you know, maybe I, I don't know, maybe I should go back into working radio full-time. Maybe I should do some other thing. I've struggled with that here and there as well, uh, especially early on. Um, But whether you do or you don't, right? Whether Mm -hmm. you you decide, okay, I'm going to... And this is the thing that I had to come to terms with. I said, you know what? I'm going to stop worrying about this and and i'm not gonna mess i'm gonna never say never i'm not i'm just gonna throw that word out because i don't know what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. but this is what i'm supposed to do right now uh whether or not you do or you don't is it's all up in in the air and what what you're what you're actually supposed to do you know if, if you're if you believe that there's something bigger for you to do then then that's that's for you to to kind of figure out it's a personal thing and 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 at the same time i guess what i'm really trying to ask you is how important is and how much do you do when it comes to that sort of looking in that introspection that sort of uh self-evaluation on that yeah that's a great question um i'll go back to maybe again there's someone listening who is doing both where they're in they're working for someone else and they're trying to make their passion happen and that's not wrong either Uh, i follow a a hugely inspirational woman i've been following her for years her name is marie forleo and i really look up to her and a couple weeks ago she put out a video on this topic um and i'm connected with so many entrepreneurs here in grand rapids that do their entrepreneurial thing full-time and then they they work full-time or part-time so I don't think there's a a right or wrong thing but for me I I know that you know this it just feels so another visual image like my little cogs of my gears have been clunking around in this entrepreneurship community for the last few years and now they're like really clicking into place and humming along (laughs) and they're fitting into place so for me um, when I feel that inner and outer alignment when things are flowing you know the connections are happening the clients are coming in um, it's a lot less of a struggle for me to keep moving forward Uh, but I you know I still have those those moments especially maybe when I get a comment for some from someone that you know isn't in complete support or something just isn't going right but I liked what you said it's like you just have to stay in that present moment what do I need to tackle right now uh, what is the truth that's a question that I ask myself like in a situation that might have some conflict involved in it um, just getting down to the core essence of okay was there a situation you know how can we resolve it how can I take responsibility for my part? And, um, you know, some of that responsibility is on them too. So just not getting caught up, like you said, in the worry and really focusing on just coming up with helpful solutions and moving forward with, with that inner peace and confidence. 
Well, let's let's dig into the book a little bit more. Um, it's called Be Badass and Brilliant. Again, two E's. LuxChicks.com is the website we're on with Nicole Zagman right now. And, and Nicole, let's talk a little bit about, let's kind of dig through that book. Um, you're asking the question, what keeps us from living the life that we want? Um, and I'm assuming there's a pretty good answer. <laughs> Yeah, it's ourselves, basically. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's exact. You know, it's funny. I haven't read the book yet, um, but I'm thinking to myself, well, it's. I, I know when I'm not living the life that I want to live, it's always me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's so simple, but it can be scary. <laughs> yeah, it can be really scary, but also empowering too, because you realize that uh, if if you can just get out of your own way. Uh, you can create something um, that's really magical. Yeah, absolutely. I'll run through the, there's there's eight chapters in the book and the first one is on success. So the first piece of the book, really asking you the question, what is success to you? Um, so getting people to rethink what success is because I think societally, especially here in America, there's a formula that we think we have to check off the list in order to be successful and more and more with people like you Justin people like me and I think our generation we're breaking that mold slowly but surely and even the generation that's coming after us we are we you know we're big believers in technology we know how to use it and to utilize that to our advantage so we talk about success in that first chapter. Um, the second chapter is on lifestyle. I couldn't write a holistic guide without incorporating aspects of a holistic life. So asking you, you know, what Let's are you... break that down too. Yeah, what, what, sure. what does that mean, holistic, if somebody's listening and maybe they don't necessarily uh, understand that completely? Sure. Uh, basically, going through life thinking about, you know, how your choices impact others. So your, your purchasing habits, um, even, you know, come down, coming down to the whole aspect of the bees, like, are you aware that these, these things are going on, going on? So I guess to simplify it, it would, would be being aware and asking, asking questions. Um, but in terms of a holistic lifestyle, break it down to nutrition, um, I'm trying to think of the other been going through so so much of the content recently um but just asking people you know what are you currently doing this book is really an invitation to ask readers what they're currently doing not to make them do something that isn't going to fit with their lifestyle but to use you know what they're already incorporating and maybe just adding a few other things um in terms of fitness and and just being aware of what, how they're feeding themselves, their shopping habits, their spending habits. So that's that's in that second chapter. Why is it? And because and, uh, that's a big one right there. But why is that yeah. so important? Because um, I use this analogy in the beginning of that chapter. What you're feeding your body mentally, spiritually, physically, as in the food component, component is going to impact your output. And it's going to impact your not just your health, but your mental clarity, your focus, your well-being, your ability to tap into the, the inner peace that this book talks about, the ability to tap into your inner confidence. Just, you know, if you're not feeling well, there's no way you can perform well. And that mm. was exactly precisely what happened to me when I got sick. So that was just such a key component of my journey and understanding how to keep myself healthy and so that I could go out and do what I felt called to do. 
You know, that's such a big thing, too. I don't think most of us don't realize how bad we feel until Mm -hmm. we start to feel better and go, oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) We got used to how bad like and, and, and that was like our new normal, you know? Yes. Yeah, I know. I it's funny. I rarely get sick. Knock on wood. But um, I look back earlier. I was like, I always got, you know, colds every year and all these different things. Our body is made to heal itself. And why not give it the proper tools through nutrition? Um, I go to a chiropractor regularly. I've got an acupuncture appointment later today using these, some of these ancient tools that have been around for a long time and using those instead of turning to drugs um, and and band-aids, not literally band-aids but not getting to the root of the problem of what's going on underneath in your in your body hmm. treating uh treating the, the the cause rather than the symptom right yes yeah and working with people in this space uh, from the branding and design website development aspect has just given me so much more knowledge about what's truly possible and and how we can basically be our own advocates for our own health not that you don't never go to the doctor because there's there's um needs for that but there's things that we can do if we take the time to learn and educate ourselves properly Hmm. yeah that's big sorry to to, uh to distract you off of that but i i I just felt like uh yeah i just wanted to kind of draw that out a little bit more sure absolutely um we've got a a chapter on goals and breaking them down i loved one of the little sub categories it's called never forever i think when we set out on goals we think we've got to do this thing forever and ever and then it just becomes this long drawn out thing so i'm proposing an eight-week let's see what we can do in eight weeks and breaking those goals down into digestible and easy to follow Mm. steps so that we don't get overwhelmed and just continue procrastinating on what we said we were going to do. So that's sort of what we cover just a one section of that chapter in the goal aspect. Um, Substance is really about, you know, who you are as a person and asking those difficult questions and really allowing your, your inner light to shine um, detachment was another favorite chapter. Every chapter I wrote, I was like, wow, this is great. So each chapter, I almost want to be a little book in itself as yeah. people are going through. <laughs> but um, I would be like, oh, this one's great. And then I'd get to the next one. I'm like, oh, this one's even better. So I really like the detachment conversation. I know we touched earlier about we can't go out and create success on our own, but there is something to be said about detaching not only from outcome, but also from people and taking the time to really get comfortable enough with ourselves to know when we should turn right or left. Basically we're driving a car. Our life is a car and you know, we, we have to make those decisions for ourselves sometimes. You know, I think we could talk about this, you know, all day long, mm-hmm. uh, this this conversation, but it might be best to just pick up the book and flip through it and, and see for yourself. Um, I know we're kind of pressed for time here, Nicole, but before I let you go, um, I, I have found in my own self, in my own case, that not only was I the, the, the thing that was keeping me from being happy, um, not only that, but um, and from keeping me from from having what I want and living the life that I want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also that I found that many people are unhappy because they don't really know what they want, mm-hmm. and and mostly I found that uh, 
it's because they really haven't thought about that much. Yeah. What 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 did you say to people to encourage them kind of to really spend some time? Uh, you know, on we're we're coming up on the new year. People are going to make all kinds of New Year's resolutions. They never stick. You know, based upon things that, that maybe they want or they don't. Who knows? But like. You know, what What would you just say to somebody that's listening to really tap into that? They know that maybe they know something they they want something different than what they have now, but they're mm-hmm. just not really sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think for me, um, going back to that detachment chapter, there was a, po- a part of me that, like I had mentioned earlier, was sort of really impatient and really wanted to start my career and do all these things and, you know, graduated from college at 21 and was ready to start life. And I think part of me looking back, I should have taken more time to slow down and to incorporate the things that I really enjoyed. Because by the time I got to my mid twenties, there was a part of me that didn't know who I was anymore. And I was so career driven and oriented that I forgot who I was. And um, so for the person who's not quite sure what it is they want to do, or really maybe who they are because they haven't taken the time to ask those questions, I would do what I did, which was go back to what I enjoyed doing and the interests that really brought me joy when I was younger. So those were things like drawing and being outdoors and horseback riding and being among friends and family and things like that. And as I began to incorporate some of those core, what I call priorities, I ask readers in this book to make a list of their priorities. And for me, relationships was at the top. And so taking the time to even sit down and write out what your priorities are will give you tremendous power in figuring out, you know, what what goes and what stays and what things do you want to say yes to or no to based upon what you really want. And um, so those would be some, some key things that I would recommend is making that list of priorities and once you have that list of maybe five to six priorities thinking about why the principles why those priorities have principle in your life and what those principles are and then also going back to the detachment chapter there's a section about dating you and dating yourself and figuring out you know who you are at the core as an individual so that you can really thrive and not, you know, look to other people for your fulfillment, look to your job or your career for your fulfillment. If everything was stripped away and taken away, that you would be okay to stand on your own two feet. Mm. There's so much uh, to talk about. Listen, I just appreciate you sharing your story with us. I think that's the most important and, and powerful of this is that you're living your life on purpose every day because you've you've found purpose in in your life and in your experiences and you're sharing those with other people and uh man i really think that that's what it's all about nicole i I just i absolutely uh, can't thank you enough and i definitely encourage people to go out and and check out the book we'll put a link to it on our our, uh, page you can go uh, check out nicole's uh website as well luxchicks.com and the book b that's two e's badass and brilliant thank you so much nicole thank you so much justin Hey, what an honor and a, and a privilege. It's always a pleasure to talk to people who are getting it done, who want more in life, who are literally looking for ways that they can create more freedom to live life on their own terms. Life on purpose. That's what it's all about here. I want to show you because there's really no one way, right? There's no right way. There's no wrong way. There's your way. And how can you create the life of your dreams? How can you create the life that you want to live, right? That truly comes from awareness, knowing 
what it is that you want and then walking the path to get there. You know what you need along the way? You need some friends. You need some help. You need the community that we're building here. That's what it's all about with On Purpose. By the way, got a great email newsletter. Would love to send you some great tips, tricks, tools, and inspiration. Literally dozens of ways that you can create more freedom in your own life. Just go to justinbarclay.com slash freedom. That's Justin, B-A-R-C-L-A-Y dot com slash freedom. And I'd be happy to send them over to you. Or if you're on your smartphone listening to this right now, go ahead and text the word freedom to 44222. That's the word freedom to the number 44222. It'll ask for your email address, put that in, and you are in. In fact, when you do, I'm going to go ahead and shoot you over my top seven tools that I use to succeed online and on purpose, stuff that I literally use every single day, and I love them. Just a gift to welcome you into the club. All right, that's it. Another show in the books. I'd love to hear from you. Matter of fact, if you have a suggestion for a guest, show topic, etc., you can hit us, Justin at JustinBarclay.com. I answer all the email. I reply back. I love to hear from you if you're enjoying the show. And if you're a part of the All Access Freedom VIP newsletter, then you'll find a link inside hidden for our secret Facebook group. Hey, once you get inside, you'll be able to join all the fun. Hey, listen, until next time, cheers to your life on purpose. Purpose.